You can listen to seasons two through four of Questions for Lennon, plus new episodes of season five now on Stitcher Premium. For a free month of Stitcher Premium, go to stitcherpremium.com slash Lennon and use the promo code Lennon. You'll get by with a little help from John Lennon. It's Questions for Lennon. All right, welcome to Questions for Lennon, the advice podcast where we answer questions sent in by our listeners. I'm your host, European rock and roll guitarist, John Lennon. Now, we've got a very, well, we've got an interesting show for you here today because I, I didn't expect to have a guest at all. You know, I was going to come in here, honestly, I was going to come in here, maybe answer a question or two, but really, I was going to sort of debut the demo of my new album. It's the new Whistling Pete album uh, that was going to be a lot of fun, but um, the, the situation's changed here, and now I've got to deal with this. So, And, and uh, besides the point, my guest accidentally knocked my, my lyric sheets into a sort of a big, there was a bucket of water out in the hallway that was collecting a drip. And he dropped it in there, and now the paper is useless. You can't read anything. The inks run all over the place. So I've got to, I really have to start from scratch on the new Whistling Pete album, and I feel terrible about it. And I should, probably shouldn't even tell you about it, because I know people are very excited and waiting and wanting to hear it. But, well, you're going to have to wait a little longer. All right, let me introduce my guest. Um, well, his name's Walter. He lives, he's, he's my next-door neighbor. And, well, say hello. Well... My, well, my name's Walter, and I'm actually John's across-the-hall neighbor, and I accidentally am the one that actually got the paper wet, but but if John really puts his head together, I bet he could remember what was on the paper. No, uh, yeah, I, I, I really, I can't. You know, those lyrics came to me deep in the night, more in a dream state, really. I jotted them down and went back to bed. So well, I'll never be able to get them back. But let me tell them how exactly, uh, Walter. How how did you spill the papers? You do, you were doing your dance, weren't you? Well, I'm in an after school program, and at the end of the year, we're gonna put on a dance show, and it involves a lot of arm and legs movements, as most dances do. Um. And I accidentally slipped and then knocked all the paper in a bucket of water. But as my grandpa and my script grandma say, accidents happen. Yes, they do. When you're not being careful with your dance moves, they can be accidents abound with you. I um, have to practice because there might be an opportunity for me to get the solo. Yeah, I don't know. You'll have to work a little harder, I think. From what I saw in the hallway, I was disappointed. And I know you're still working on it, but you've got a long way to go. Now, I want to say, so he's here today with us. He's going to help answer the questions. His step-grandmother came over this morning and says, you really, you have to watch Walter. I've got to rush off to the... Where was she going off to the hospital for? Well, my step-grandma makes a lot of mysterious trips to the hospital. And one day I'll get to the bottom of it, but supposedly it's pretty important, otherwise she wouldn't leave me with, supposedly she wouldn't leave me with a neighbor if she didn't have to. That's what she says, so supposedly what comes down to it, that's pretty much why I'm on my first podcast today. Well, you know, it's it's just surprising, there must have been no other neighbors 
at home at all today because she knows you and I have a very bad history. I've had a screaming match or two with you out in the hallway about where you keep that bike of yours. And look, I, I don't I love biking. It's one of my favorite things to do. You see me in Central Park all the time going around on the paths. But I don't appreciate when you bring your, your dirty, muddy bike up right in front. And you, it seems like you're wiping the tires of your muddy bike right on my front doorstep. And I don't appreciate it. I'm practicing quick turns. And sometimes the wheels have mud on them. And actually, at the end of the day, that's okay to practice. And I've seen you in a park. And you have a bike with one really big wheel. Um, one really small wheel. It's a yes. I got. I'm I'm borrowing from a, a historical society. They let me have it for the week. <sighs> All right. You know, I don't know. I, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do what we always do, Walter, and devolve into some sort of screaming match. Hey, I'm trying to get along. And if you don't like me, give my toy cars in the hallway because you slip on them. Then take a hike. All right. Take a hike. That, that's. The, <laughs> You know, when you say something like that, all right, I'm not, I don't want to get into this. Let's, let's start on a, f- a fresh page here. Hello, Walter. Thank you for being on the podcast. It's, okay. John? Yes. I, I pretty much can't believe the whole world is hearing this live. Well, they're not. This is not live. Mm. So, but I don't want you to swear. Just because, just, uh, you know, I, I've heard some of the swearing streaks. I don't, I don't appreciate you watching those, some of those late night movies in your home, turning the volume way up. I don't understand why your grandfather and step, where are your parents? Um, well, that's a good question. I think that Teresa and Sam are on a long road trip, but... That is a good question, but my step-grandma and my grandpa, oh, they go to bed early, and then, what the heck am I supposed to do except turn on TNT? Characters welcome. Well, I've, I've seen you in there. You sit so close, and you keep the volume. All right, I, again, I'm not, I'm not here to raise you. I'm here to watch you for the afternoon. Let's, let's get in. Let's get it. Isn't school starting for you soon? Well, my step-grandma and my grandpa say that I should be homeschooled, so... I guess that's what today is about. This is not. This is no. This is not a substitute for school. It's being on a podcast. You can't do it. You need to go into school. You need to learn counting. You need to learn reading. You got to know geography. You got to grow up to be one of those guys who doesn't know know where you know Rhode Island is compared to Massachusetts. Well, supposedly I've never even been to Rhode Island. All right. Well, that's exactly, well, exactly what I'm talking about. Rhode Island is not even an island. Hmm, okay. Well, maybe one day you can take me there, Mr. Dawn. I'm not taking you to Rhode Island. Well... I'm, no, this, this our exchange here, our time spent together ends to this afternoon when your mother, when your step-grandmother comes back from the hospital. Well, I hope she's okay. Supposedly, it's not even her injury. She's going to visit someone. I, supposedly? Supposedly, I've never even seen who she's visiting. Okay, okay. Supposedly you've never seen. Let's get to the questions. You know, people people write into this podcast and they want to learn a thing or two. All right, here we go. Oh, th- you might have. This is a good one. You might have some some insight here. Okay. Okay. It says, "Dear John," and of course, you know, as I've explained on other podcasts, the people they didn't know you were going to be on, so it should read, "Dear John and Walter." But how would anyone know who the guests are going to be? I- Okay, well, okay, fine. Dear John and Walter, 
My mother is 77 years old, widowed and retired. I want to spend more time with her, but her only hobbies are sewing and going to church. I don't do either of those things. What are some places and activities that we can both enjoy? For reference, I'm a 38-year-old female. Help me, John and Walter. Sincerely, Lulu from Dallas, Texas. That's tough. Hey, what do you, you know what I like to do in any city I go to? I like to check out all the fast food restaurants. Uh, you know, whatever hotel I check into, I want to see the closest fast food restaurant. And I'll go there and try to, you know, try to do the whole menu in my stay. So that's an activity you can do. Absolutely. Absolutely love getting fast food. But supposedly it can be not very good for you. So I would say something everybody likes across the board is... Animals, animals. So what you can do is just go outside and enjoy the great outdoors, supposedly. Um, if you see a duck, chase it. If you see a bird, catch it. Um, those are, and that's an activity that that a doesn't cost a lot. B could take up pretty much your whole day. Yeah, well, you know that you bring up a good point about catching birds. And you and I, you don't, we we don't see eye to eye on certain things, but catching birds, that's always a fun pastime. And I will say this, if you're going to take your grandma, uh, sorry, your mother out to catch birds, have a good net. How many times have I been out there, you know, I've got a duck right in my, I've got a net, I've got him right in it, and this is great, I'm going to put him, you know, kind of catch him, put him uh, on a rock and take some beautiful pictures. But so many times they snip right out of the, the net because it wasn't quality. You've got to have a real sturdy, uh, reinforced nylon net. Yeah. Supposedly, if you have the better net, you're going to catch the bigger duck. That's true. The bigger the net, the bigger the duck. Well, that's yeah. a very good point, Walter. Hey, you know what else you could do with your mom? And uh, this is this is actually really a fun play- thing to do. Go to the, the Seattle Space Needle. I, if you live in Seattle... Other than, if you don't, then that's, that's out of the question. Yeah. Then you'd want to maybe go to, uh, you know, the Sears Tower. That's a nice one, too. But if you don't live in Chicago, you can't go to that. Well, supposedly, if your mom likes sewing, she's going to love a space needle. All right. That's very good, Walter. That's a, that's, you're laughing at your own jo- That's funny. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're going to need a, a space needle, and you're going to need one of uh, Christo's uh, landscape installment art pieces. Because he does a lot of, you know, he does a lot of things with big canvases and pieces of cloth. Use the space needle to tie. That would be fun. God, I would go. I'd pay money to see a 77-year-old woman using the space needle to sew up giant cloth. Yeah. Now, one thing I've done. You could make Andre the Giant's underpants. Oh, John. Sorry. He wore, Andre the Giant wore big boxer shorts that have... Horse on them. <laughs> All right. I think, I think we're on the same page with, with what funny things are. That's funny to us. Well, let me ask you something. Have you ever been bored in your apartment on a rainy day? You know, Walter, yeah, I, of course I have. There's been, you know, especially during a rainy season, you spend a lot of time in there. And how, what am I going to read a book? Yeah, well, supposedly you get one big bowl in your kitchen and... Add any little ingredients you have around in the kitchen and make a crazy soup. (laughs) 
Is that why you're always yelling crazy soup across? You know, I've always wondered what the hell you were doing over there, screaming crazy soup. You were just excited. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. You know what I would do with a crazy soup? What's up? And, and you can use this, uh, Lulu, in Dallas. You can, you can, you can take ice cream, melt it down, just let it sit out for a That's while. That's a waste. No, hold on a minute. I didn't. That's a waste. No, hold on. No, Walter, I think you're really gonna like this. Melt the ice cream down. Put popcorn in it. How do you like that? Because everyone loves ice cream. That's undeniable. And if popcorn makes everything... Put popcorn on anything. It makes everything taste better. Well, supposedly, I've never even had that. (laughs) Well, then you don't have to talk about it if you've never had it. Supposedly, I've never even tasted it. All right. Well, if you if so if you find out that you actually had, I would I would love to have you back on the podcast to talk about it. All right. Well, I hope that helped, Lulu. I think we gave her a couple good suggestions. Um, just to let you know, sometimes an older woman is just about the best company you could get. An older woman. That's right. Right. Like well, my step grandma. Do you miss your step grandma? today um well she'll be back no i don't Walter. i don't mean to make you cry oh well no yeah she'll be back she'll definitely be back oh she better be because you're not living with me that's for sure and i'm not paying for a hotel room for you all right hotel apparently in ocean city maryland i won't stay at a hotel okay you know, I, you tell me information like that. I don't know what to do with it. I think it's great. I think staying at hotels is the most wonderful thing in the world. Somebody else makes you bed. What's better than that? But you got to give... Because you say supposedly, like, maybe you didn't. Well, supposedly, the shampoo's free. It is free. Well, no, actually, it's, you, you, you are paying for it because you're paying for the room. And th- that's a good lesson that you should learn, Walter. Nothing is free. Everything comes with a cost. And I'm sorry to get so dramatic and real with you for a moment. Well, supposedly, supposedly, not everything's free. All right, here's our next question. Dear John and Walter, how do I tell my best friend that he's smelly? Second question, how do I get my dog to respect me? Tom Ruprecht. Well, here's what I want to tell, you know, I don't consider us best friends, Walter, at all. But I do want to say, you, you've got a real smell com- coming off you today. Well. It's, it's uh, you know, I'm used to it now, but when you walked in the room, my God, it smelled like mud and, I, it smelled like mud and sort of a, a rotting uh, orange. Well, supposedly I wear two sweatshirts to bed because I'm trying to lose weight. You're trying to sweat the weight off while you sleep. Yeah. Supposedly, supposedly I have two big blankets and wear two sweatshirts. My nothing on the bottom. Okay. So uh, now what, what I'm hearing is you're sweaty all night. That's right. And you don't, then the next day I su- assume you don't shower. Well, I don't shower every day. No, John. Because supposedly, I don't want to. <laughs> 
It sounds like you rule the roost over at your home. Well, Grandma may... Grandma Is she may, showering? Are Grandma and Grandpa showering? Mm, just with sponges. But, um... Is that why she goes to the hospital to get a sponge bath? <laughs> Again... Supposedly, I'm not, I'm not even quite sure why she goes to the hospital. You know, but... and why am I prying? I, it's none of my business what your step-grandmother does at the hospital from time to time. Well, as, as it would seem, I do wear two sweatshirts, sweat through the night, so supposedly I can lose weight. But the other thing is, I keep an onion under my pillow so that no ghost will visit. Well, that makes sense. So onions, I always was wondering about this. And maybe you know, but it's, it's something that's been stuck in my mind forever. We all know that garlic is to keep uh, Dracula's away. Well, vampires, one specific vampire's named, Bab- named Dracula, but go with the program. <gasps> all right, you, you know what I'm talking about. You don't need to, everyone knows when I say Dracula's, I mean vampires. You don't need to come at me like that, like I'm some sort of fool. But anyway, onions are to keep ghosts away. And parsnips keep swamp men away. That one we know. Everyone knows that for sure. I've never... Supposedly, I've never even heard of that. Supposedly, I, parsnips, not even something I know what, quite what it is. It's kind of like, you know what it is? I don't know what it is either. I think it's a little green thing with a little white bulb at the end. Well, either way, get some and keep... Well, you must have them in your house because you haven't seen any swamp men, have you? Um, according to me... I keep an onion under my pillow so that ghosts will be away, but what comes right down to it, I've never even heard of a parsnip. Well, then you learned something today. Can I tell you something, Walter? I don't don't tell many people this. I'm scared to death of monsters. You know, I always... I always have this fear that they're going to... The the doorman of our building is going to be, you know, sleeping... And not wa- not keeping monsters out, and you know, a uh, Dracula or a Swamp Man or a mummy will come in and you know scare us, or hurt us in some way. So I'm, that's why I always you've probably seen me give tips, you know, to the doorman, and that's a lot to do every single day. But I give him a tip and I say, now don't fall asleep, or else we'll get the creeps. So, so supposedly the doorman could keep a monster out. Yeah, because all he has to do is lock the door. Especially vampires, you have to be invited in. Well, well, what, when it comes right down to it, the doorman and I are at odds. What happened out there? Mm, one day, I was bringing in a bag of dirt, and the bag had a hole in it. And I was listening to my Walkman, and apparently I didn't even hear the doorman say stop. You, I've talked to you several occasions on my, my stance on your dirt in the hole... And it's not just the bike that I mentioned. You, for some reason, I, I mean, I was a kid, too, and I like to dig around for hopefully finding dinosaur bones or something like that. You bring so much dirt into the, into the building. It's unbelievable. I, and shame on the doll man for letting you wheel it in in a wheelbarrow. I don't appreciate that at all. Well, we had a deal when it first started, but mm, supposedly he went back on the deal because he said I've been bringing too much dirt into the- the Dakota. I think, you know, one grain is too much dirt. One grain? Why? You, you supposedly eat about 100 grains a day. Of dirt? No. By, by accident. All right. Well, by, by accident, fine. But if you're going up there, and 
Uh, when we get home, I'm going to uh, go into your apartment and see if you're... Are you hoarding dirt to eat? Well, it's probably one room in my apartment's a garden. No. But the garden doesn't grow anything because it doesn't get any natural sunlight. You got to stop with that garden. All right, well, let's get back to Tom's question. How do you tell if your best friend, how, how do I tell my best friend that he's smelly? I mean, what type of smell are we talking about? Is it a fart? Well, supposedly, if you want to be passive aggressive, you could bring home one big bag of piles of deodorant and say, look, I got these for free. No time like the present. Right, and, and don't and hopefully he won't say, Oh, nothing in this world is free. Yeah. Because <laughs> people know that phrase that it could work against you. But have you ever have you ever been walking outside of our apartment and someone will working say Working or walking? Mm, well, nobody ever said walking wasn't work. That's true. <laughs> I agree with that, Walter. Well, have you ever been outside and there'll be people who'll be like, try Yogurt, and then they'll pass you yogurt? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can basically say that. You can basically say when it comes down to it that that happened with deodorant. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. So when you come home with a bag full of deodorant, you supposedly could say, I guess it was a free promotion. Yeah, but and to soften the whole thing, maybe bring that yogurt you were talking about too. Because no, no one likes to be told that they have a problem without a sweet uh, bit of uh, yogurt. Is it sweet? The ones they're giving out? Well, they're all promotional items, so normally it's the ones that don't sell, like hard yogurt or yogurt flavored. Flour? Oh, uh, that bring, flour, I know you're talking about baking flour yeah. or cooking, but how about this for an idea? Go up to your friend, and every time you see him, bring him or her flowers. Well. And put those flowers, stuff them into their clothing when they're not looking. As I know all too well, nothing smells worse than dead flowers. That's true. So you've got to be vigilant on this. Make sure you're... Cramming flowers in the clothing when they're not looking, and also pulling out the old dead flowers. Yeah. It's going to take a lot of work, but it's the best way to do it because then you don't have to be mean to the person. But supposedly, when I was younger and everyone would send flowers to the house, they would die. So supposedly, that doesn't smell very good, which to me is the ultimate kick in the pants. I got flowers. Yay, three days later. Okay, so you gave me basically the president of a sinky house. Right, that's, that's, that's unfair to people. That's a terrible gift to give someone flowers, unless you're doing it to make them smell better and you're pulling them all, the dead ones, back out of their clothing. You simply have to be vigilant. You must be vigilant. And as for your second question, Tom, how do I get my dog to respect me? You know, that's a, that's a question for a different podcast altogether. Well... Well, supposedly, you can't let a dog sleep on the bed. Um, because supposedly, then they think that they're the master and you're the pet. Well, how would that be? You know, if a dog, if you had the leash around your neck and the dog was walking you around the house. <laughs> that would be, <laughs> that would, <laughs> that would be 
Basically. Hold on. Oh, Walter, hold on. Take your, take your inhaler. I'm sorry. I was told not to do any dog silly jokes around you. Your step-grandma. The, yeah, take um, this. Take this. Apparently two days ago, I saw a long dog and supposedly had an asthma attack. A long dog. Well, that, you know, I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Those long dogs. You know what they call those? Wiener dogs. Why? Because they resemble hot dogs. No. The first time I heard that, I was like, what are you talking about? I had to take a second look at the wiener dog. And I said, that's exactly right. He exactly looks like a little hot dog. Well, supposedly it can have his head around 72nd Street and its body on Center Park West. All right. You've been reading too many comic books. All right. I hope that helped, Tom. Can you imagine a dog that it was so small that four legs were simply attached to a head with a tail? I could imagine something like that in a science fiction book, but not in real life. Well, supposedly I just came up with it. All right, well, write it down. Okay, I've got it. Here's another question. Now, this is a question that I've answered before. And I didn't get to it on our last podcast because I, you know, I thought I had it nailed down. But I was just, uh, I was driving my RV the other day down uh, around in New York. Terrible. Looking for a parking spot. Well, that thing is just awful. <laughs> but I'm driving around and it, I got to thinking about this question. So let me read the question again. Dear John, I've been working at my job for over a year now and they still haven't given me a raise. Should I quit my job or stick with it? With love, AJ. Now, the, I think the last time we left you, AJ... We said, you got to work. You got to make money. You don't want to be a guy without a job. You'll be homeless. And then I think, at one point, I said, quit. You got to just get out of there. They don't respect you. Here's what I want. I need more information on this. It depends what your job is, really. You know, if your job is, you know, uh, a center fielder for the, you know, Oakland A's, that's a great job. They'll give you a raise eventually if you're doing well. Or, you know, if your job is, uh, you know, Eating worms. A worm tester, you know, at a bait store or something. Because, you know, a lot of bait stores, they like to see you know, if, if these taste good to us. Maybe they don't taste good to the fish or the opposite. Well. That's true. That's a real job. You ask anyone. But, but basically, so we need to know what type of job this is. Because if they're not giving you a raise and it's, you know, you're an astronaut or something. And if you like space, stick with it. Because you're doing your dream. Apparently, here's my take on the situation. Did you ever have a job, Walter? That's what I wanted to know. Well, apparently, I was hired to do a job that I never actually came through on. But I never was paid, so at the end of the day, I guess I've never been employed. I was supposed to take a package from 68th Street to 91st. A man came up to me gave me a package and he said, if you could bring this to 91st, you can get a shiny dollar. And I thought... Shiny oh. dollar? Oh, he was paying you in a Sacagawea coin. That's right. The only dollar that New York City recognizes. And That's not true. So, well, now, I didn't quite make it to 91st Street because well, push came to shove and it was too far. What happened to the package, Walter? <laughs> I ditched it. Oh, 
That's really irresponsible. Do you know what was in that package? No, but the next day I saw about saw about eighteen police dogs sniffing around the very same uh, trash I dumped it. Well, that's you need to follow through. That's advice for any. That's advice to you, AJ. Whatever your job is, you got to follow through. Now you gotta say, Walter. What what was your take on this question? Well, we got off track. We started talking about your package job. <laughs> I basically work for the post office. For about one day. Yeah, I'd say about one minute. Well, here's the here's the bottom line. Why can't you ask for a raise? Sometimes when I want a second dessert, I ain't going to get it just by sitting there with my clamp tramped. You can always ask for the raise, AJ, but, you know, that, that they might think of you as, as sort of a greedy man. No. No company wants a greedy man around. When you're in your rock group, John. Thank you, you. When you're in your rock group, did you ever ask for a raise? Well, no, but I asked for two guitars once. I said, "Hey, uh, Paul, you know, a bass player in the group, Paul. He had, you know, his bass. And he had two of them." And I said, "How come he gets two? And he said, well, "You know, because he plays a little harder than you. He could break the whole thing in half." I said, "Well, I want two too. I can play. I've been playing softly." And they said, "Well, we don't know if we'll, we'll see if we have in the budget." We had to get rid of one of Ringo's symbols for me to afford, the, you know, the, ba- the, dr- the guitar, I mean, the extra guitar. Well, you got rid of a symbol? We had to get rid of one. You'll notice in the early uh, albums of the Beatles, you'll hear a, very, a lot of crashing symbols, and later on, you barely hear any. And then later on, the Beatles, in their Beatles history, when anybody would make a joke, it would just say, but um bum Right. Because... You couldn't even have the Ching anymore. We hoped that we hoped that the audience would say, "Oh, they're doing sort of a, a take on Badum Bum Chish," and we wait, it, it worked out for us. Wait one second. What sound do you think a symbol makes? Chish. It's Ching. What? Oh, it's, you don't know. You're not a musician, Walter. I'm not going to take this from you. I've you, heard, you, you, all, all, every time I see you, you walk up and down the hallways of the building, you know, I know m- more about music than John Lennon. How dare you? Well, I be, I apparently do because I know how to sing. I know how to sing. Apparently. <laughs> Supposedly. Thank you. Supposedly I do because I'll, I'll, I'll go up and down the halls like, la, 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 la. Well, you do have a, your, your voice isn't bad. With with Thank the you. with the right lyrics, I think you could actually have a career in pop singing. <sighs> That's supposedly been my dream my whole life. Now let me ask you something, John. Yes. When when was the first time you ever made money making music? Well, I was. I, I think I was about uh, thirty-five years old. <laughs> what? It was very late. A lot of people don't know this, but I made, I didn't collect any paychecks, you know, for the first, for any of the Beatles, really. You didn't collect the paycheck or you weren't offered one? I wasn't, well, it was offered to me and I said, no, I'm having a great time doing this job. The, the, the fans and the free CD, well, at the time we called them records, the fans and the free records of our own music is payment enough for me. And as long as you keep those white suits coming, I'll be happy as a bug. Now, that ended up being a big mistake because, well, I, I made a ton of money at, from 35 on, you know, with residuals and such. But I could have been richer. Well, so supposedly, how did you get 
Food on the table. All you have to do, when you're, when you're in the Beatles back in the 60s, you could just walk into a restaurant and say, mm, does anyone want to feed me for free? That sounds like my dream. Well, there you go. So this is back to AJ. If your job is something like that, where you're a, a rock star who everyone knows you, maybe you don't need to raise you. are living a great life. I I guess when it got, when it done, well, boys down, boils down it. You gotta just know what's the job, AJ. We gotta know the job, AJ. All right, I hope that helped. Um, there was an AJ in my foster home two homes ago. I didn't know that. Yeah. There I was... mean, I knew about the foster home, but I didn't know there was an AJ there. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, um, apparently it stood for Alex Johnson. Supposedly. That makes sense to me. So supposedly, if that's the very same AJ I know, and he has the job, he's grown up a bit. <sighs> all right, folks. Well, uh, that's all the time we have. I hope everything. I hope. I hope this advice helped you. Well, supposedly it helped me because I'm gonna basically, I'm gonna basically go home and make a big bowl of soup. That crazy soup? The crazy soup. Are you gonna try the ice cream and the popcorn? Um, John, let's not get carried away. All right, I shouldn't get carried away. Now, uh, Walter, let me ask you something. Do you have anything to plug? Hmm, well, as a matter of fact, I do. On Sundays, I race my boat. That's great. Do do, do you have want people to come out and see it or just know about it? (laughs) Can't you see it? It's in the middle of Central Park. I don't know the streets because things get all wishy-washy when you're in the middle of the park. Don't they? I think it's by, um, well, the Great Lawn? I don't know. You're going to need to ask my step-grandma. All right, so if your grandma has a step, uh, if your step-grandma has a, a Twitter account that we could get to or an email. Well, I guess my step-grandma is... Always plugging away on a smartphone. Yeah, well, we'll find out what her, her email address is and try to get that out to everyone so we can find out where Walter is racing his boat. Hey, I assume it's a, a race, uh, an RC boat, remote control. John, when are you going to learn that supposedly it's a boat I built from a shoebox and one of Grandma's panties? Oh, my word. <laughs> It's the sale! I know, I understand what it, where, where the panties would go. Or the pantyhose. I'm sure John knows where panty goes. All right. Uh, no, now, I don't, I, I'm not going to be responsible for rotting your brain like that. I, I'm, we're going to say goodbye now. And, Walt, I do want to say, I didn't like the idea of you being on the podcast at first. What the heck? And then, you know, we saw it eye to eye on certain things. We, I feel like we sort of came together as friends. But... I wouldn't be surprised if we never hang out with each other ever again. Well, apparently, John. Um, supposedly, we'll see. All right, well, that's our show. Good luck out there, everyone.